everybody welcome back to mothership connection thank you for tuning in thank you for listening it's greatly appreciated <clears throat> hope you all like last week's episode about the x-men let me know what you think hit me up on twitter at MothershipCon 5 or up on blogspot at mothership42 blogspot.com and uh this week we're gonna go and do the transformers hurrah everyone loves those movies right and <clears throat> Now, I find these movies enjoyable, but not, uh, I mean, they're visually stunning. There's some good stuff in it, fight-wise and everything. Optimus Prime is pretty fucking sweet. But I really think that a lot of the plot and just character choices and casting and just things in general are just lacking. So let's get right into it, all right? Alright, so let's get started. There's five Transformers movies in the continued timeline, and there's one spinoff of the Bumblebee movie. Uh, we won't be talking about the Bumblebee movie because it's, I don't really count it as part of the the five movies, or even in the same timeline since it contradicts itself so badly with the original timeline. So we're just going to talk about the first five movies in this episode. Uh, Transformers 1, obviously the first one. Uh, Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. Transformers 3, Dark of the Moon. Transformers 4, Age of Extinction, AOE, and Transformers 5, The Last Night. Michael Knight. Michael Knight. Alright, so this Transformers 1. I actually think the plot to this movie is not all that bad. I know people really hated the thing with the glasses, but gotta start somewhere. Plus, it was 2007. Things were different then. Dallas Mavericks were doing good. Pretty much the only thing that's different. But, uh, so the first one, you know, the plot's fine, you know, Megatron lands on Earth, gets frozen for a thousand years, and Sam Witwicky's grandpa finds him and gets messed up, and the, he's trying to find the AllSpark, and then the, the coordinates to the AllSpark get shot into his glasses, which Sam Witwicky, played by the great Shia LaBeouf, and I mean that 100% seriously, Shia LaBeouf's awesome. Um, finds the glasses and, you know, puts them on eBay and then, you know, all, whatever ensues. But I actually like, I like the plot point with the AllSpark. I think that's pretty cool to get the series started with. Um, I wish I would have done something different with how the Autobots got to Earth. Because um, it's kind of stupid that, where I mean, where were they for a thousand years while Megatron was frozen in ice? I mean, that's just, that's point number one. So it would have been nice if maybe, you know... There is some better explanation to where the where the fuck they were for the last thousand years. That would be nice. Uh, but I think the first movie, the plot's fine. You know, I, I could do without Anthony Anderson's character. Uh, I don't need a bumbling idiot running around in the Washington Redskins jersey the whole movie. Uh, I thought that took away from things. I really like John Turturro's character. I think he's really his character's really good. And for the most part, I mean, I, I think the casting in the first one's really good. You know, you got Shia LaBeouf. Coming straight off Even Stevens, that's great. Megan Fox, she's obviously a fox. And she's just really, I don't know, she's perfect. And Michaela, that's a sexy name. Michaela. Makes you think of like a, an instrument or something. So yeah, Transformers 1, you know, I thought it was, it was mostly fine. I think there was too much uh, dumb shit 
with Anthony Anderson's character and the girl that knew like how to break into shit. Like, of course, the shy, the shy hawk girl knows how to do stuff. Um, but for the most part, I think it was fine. Uh, I think Megatron was pretty cool. Starscream was pretty cool. Um, the end battle, I think, could have been a little bit better. I think it was, they're still just trying to figure things out and feel things out because I know the, the CGI was kind of groundbreaking for the time to have. You know, a lot of times CGI is done in dark scenery because it's cheaper to do it that way, but this fight was completely in the day in the city, and I think it was pretty cool. Uh, Optimus was, you know, badass the whole time. Uh, I somewhat liked the cast of the, like, the characters they brought in in the first movie with Optimus and Bumblebee, Ratchet, Ironhide, and Jazz. Um, they might, they might have been better off putting a different, like, another one in there. Uh, I know Megatron ends up ripping Jazz apart, which is, that's fine. I know people were upset about that, but he, Jazz sucks. He's not, he's not that bad of a character, but he's, in comparison to the other characters, like, he tries to, he tries to attack the leader of the Decepticons by himself, like, yeah, he's, he's going to rip you in half, buddy. So I wasn't mad about that. Or I know some people were like, oh, no, not this guy. He doesn't look anything like the cartoon version. But, I mean, I, I think it was okay. Maybe they could have put in, you know, a couple of couple of different ones. I don't know. But I know that they were playing with the budget and playing with, you know, getting, getting shit figured out. But I like Bumblebee's design. I like the Camaro design. I think that's pretty awesome. Optimus looks sweet in his car design. Same thing with Ironhide. Was that, uh, was, was it Ford? It's either a Ford or a Chevy hot truck. I don't know. It's some some Chevy truck they made up until like 2011. But he, he was pretty sweet looking. And I think most of the Decepticons were cool. Uh, Starscream definitely was. Megatron was sweet. And so I think, I mean, for the first, for the most part, the first movie doesn't bother me that much. Like I said, I just, I don't like Anthony Anderson's character. I think it's unnecessary. I don't like the snarky little Brit, like little brat programmer girl. And I mean, they could have got somebody cheaper. Like John Voight didn't need to be the president. You know, get somebody who's just get some guy, you know, or if you're going to have the president, make it be Bill Pullman. That's what he's best at. I don't know why, like he's always the president in movies for some reason. But I, th- I mean, I think for the first, for the most part, like I've said a few times, like the first one's fine. Not perfect, but it's not the worst one. Three's the worst one, but we'll get to that. And, uh, yeah, so the story ends. You know, Optimus is giving his speech after he whoops up on Megatron, and they drop him into, I forget what it's called, whatever that candy, whatever the, the I forget what the name of the thing is with the drop. But he goes to the bottom of the ocean, basically, um, after Optimus defeats him, so he's pretty much just trapped down there. I can't think. Something trench. It's, uh, it's... The name's slipping my mind, but like I said, I, I one-take these. I don't edit them, so Google the trench. I, it's the Mariana Trench, maybe? That sounds... Anyway, it's like the deepest part of the ocean that you go. So they drop Megatron down there. Starscream flees to space. And i be honest with you, I kind of forget what happens to the other Decepticons. I don't remember. They all get killed. I don't think they all get killed, but some of them do. But either way, the good guys win. Optimus gives a speech being like, hey... And the Autobots out there come to Earth. We're living here now, which kind of puts in the viewer's head like we're going to have a bigger roster of people next time. It'll be cool. Yada, yada, yada. You know, there's a Goo Goo Doll song in there and Linkin Park, which every one of these movies has. So for a while there, you could say, like, oh, there's a new Linkin Park song. So there's probably going to be a new Transformers movie. That's great. 
Who doesn't like some LP and some TR, I guess. So the first one, yeah, it's fine. I like it. Uh, the second one, Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, this movie got a, a few things wrong with it, but you got to remember that this one came out during the writer's strike. So they were kind of winging it, and the got, production got backed up a little bit a few times, and it just kind of... It was kind of a chaotic, chaotic filming process for this movie. So in this one, uh, we learn about the Fallen, who was, you know, the other Primes had to trap him because he was going to do something bad with the whatever of leadership. I forget what it was called. I'm sorry. Am I forgetting what some of these, the Matrix of Leadership. He was going to do something bad with that. So he was living up in his spaceship of, of floating above Earth for forever, I guess since this all happened. Uh, Starstream meets up with him. You know, the Fallen gives him the deets, the details. Uh, and then they, the Decepticons you know, break into that trench and they rescue Megatron and revive him with a little shard of the Allspark that was stuck to Sam Woodwicky's clothes. So Megatron's back in play. The Decepticons are working with the Fallen. Megatron has his own, you know, he's going along with it, but he definitely has his own intentions with it back there. Uh, the scene in this movie that I like the most is when Optimus is fighting all the Decepticons in the forest. Uh, it is badass. It's a great scene. And it's kind of like the cartoons where he would be, you know, fighting five or six Decepticons at once and then, you know, murk a few of them. Murk a few of them and then, you know, he would unfortunately get whooped on. And then the Autobots would show up, you know, a few seconds late. But I, that scene in that movie is fucking awesome. Just like the scene in the first one when they're fighting on the highway and Optimus pulls out his, his weapons like it's it's kind of like that. Every one of these movies has some great Optimus scene, which is nice. That's what people want. People want to see the main character that everyone loves doing what he should be doing. And I wish that Disney would have realized that with the prequel trilogy and not made Luke Skywalker a, a soy boy femme, femme boy. But I'm not going to get into that because I, I it pisses me off still. But anyway, so Optimus in all these movies has a great scene where he's, you know, kicking ass, which is what it should be. And so Optimus is, he's messed up. So Sam's got to try to revive him. That's when they run into Jetfire, who is the old Decepticon who decides that he wants to be good now. So he ends up loaning his parts to Optimus after they shock him with the Allspark to bring him back to life. And that makes Optimus like the ultimate the ultimate warrior in that movie. And so he ends up going up there and messing up and absolutely stomping the fallen, stomping Megatron. Megatron runs away like usual. And the movie ends with the good guys on top and just, you know, the bad guys fleeing, which for this franchise seems to be how they like to end the movies. Uh, my big problem with this movie, which I'm sure everyone knows, it's probably everyone's problem with this movie, is a stupid twin racist little robot that Megan Fox has hanging out with her the whole time. I don't know what they were. They're not even the racial part. It's just these characters are so annoying. Like, what were they thinking? <coughs> Bless me. <coughs> Bless me again. What were they thinking with these characters? It's like, let's have two cat-sized robots that are just talking jive and being, like, clearly supposed to be, like, 70s black guys. And it's just, it's fucking stupid. Like, it's not, it's like, put the racial part aside. Like, it's just dumb. Like, it completely just, every time they're in the movie, it, it just pisses me off. 
because they're annoying. It's like, who was this aimed toward? Like 13 year olds? Or like, like, come on. Aim your movie toward who's buying the tickets. And plus, like, I was born in 85. Most people that liked Transformers at that time, like, they were old enough, like, you can make the movies more serious and more just, you know, more violent and gory because you can. People that like it are of a certain age. So to have these two, like, I don't know how to describe them, just complete nonsense characters that just serve no plot point, aren't cool, and are offensive to people, I guess. Like, what what were you thinking? That's why I hate when people kiss Steven Spielberg's feet and act like he's some god. Steven Spielberg does a lot of dumb shit in his movies all the time. And people give him a pass because of past things like Steven Spielberg sucks most of the time. Like he's definitely riding off his old old things like you kidding me? This guy this guy's the consultant and producer and he allows this shit? I like I don't get it. I really don't get it. And people just kiss Kiss, kiss Steven Spielberg's ass for no reason. Like, E.T., like, come on. Not that great. I mean, Jaws is awesome. E.T.? E.T. is the most overrated, horrific bullshit there ever was. It's borderline pedophilia. But getting back to Transformers, I can bash Spielberg in a later film, in a later uh, installment. But getting back to Transformers, the second one, I mean, it has its flaws. Like, Sam's college scenes are pretty bad. Um, I know why they put that in there, because, you know, that's the age group that's watching it, but it's it was still pretty stupid. Uh, Megan Fox is hot as ever in this movie. She's banging gorgeous. Uh, unfortunately, this is the last time you'll see her, because she, you know, made derogatory remarks about her little, little Steven Spielberg can't handle some criticism, and I understand that what she said was, had racial tones to it, uh, it was anti-Semitic, but whatever. She's the banging hot co-star of the movies, like, deal with it. Isn't the saying the show must go on? And get a new hat, Steven Spielberg. You've been wearing the same hat since ni- since like nineteen seventy four. Thing probably smells. But anyway, so this one's fine. Like, like I said, I don't like the college scenes. I don't like the racist little black robots. And for the most part, it's fine. I think it's the scene with the fallen. Whenever they're talking to Shia LaBeouf when he's passed out, I think that's pretty cool to see. It's kind of cool to see like lore. Transformers lore that goes that far back. I, I thought it was pretty cool to see that. So 1 and 2, I think, are basically... I mean, they have their annoying parts. But for the most part, I think they're fine. I think the plots are fine. Uh, the second one, it was almost three hours long, which I think they could have cut down to maybe a slim two and a half, two. But uh, for the most part, I think these two movies are fine. Like, the plot's fine. Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox have great chemistry. Like, once again, there's another good Linkin Park song in there. Goo Goo Doll song in there. Go Goo. Boy named Goo. But, uh, yeah, I think I think the first two are fine. Now, the third one is a it's one of the dumbest things I ever saw in my life. It starts off really cool with Sentinel Prime and him being crash landing on the moon, and that's why I went to the moon to get him, and blah, blah, blah. But then, why, like, you have him kill one of the coolest characters there are but by shooting him in the back? Like, what, were you, what are you thinking? What are you thinking... Everyone, Ironhide is probably the second most liked Transformer of all time. And you have him go out with a Sean Connery wannabe robot, because Sean Connery wouldn't do the voice, so they got some Sean Connery impersonator to do it. Shoots him in the back when he's not looking. 
That's how you decide to end one of the coolest characters in your whole fucking movie? Like, what, what, like once again, what were you thinking? Like, if you're going for a shock factor, it's, you don't need to go for a shock factor. I think people were shocked at how dumb of a decision that was. Oh, look, everyone's, like, second favorite guy next to Optimus. Also, the second coolest looking one because he's badass and powerful. You know what? I think the good way to get rid of him is let's just shoot him in the back. That is so stupid. That That's the product of committee thinking. It's the product of just, just I'm sure there was some boardroom full of idiots. They're like, oh, yeah, the, the audience won't even see it coming. We'll just kill off Ironhide. Stupid. Stupid. Kill off some random, let, let him shoot some random, nobody gives a shit about Transformer. Autobot. You couldn't pick some random one or make someone up to get killed. You have to kill off a cool one. And that harkens back to like what I've been saying about a lot of these, the movies I've been talking about lately. It's like, I, I feel like the studios purposely, purposely try to piss people off. Like I really do. Like if there was one person in that room that had any idea what they were doing, they would say, Hey, how about we not kill off this beloved character in such a stupid way? Like, Ironhide is the character that needs to, like, go out, if he's going to go out, which he shouldn't have, but if he's going to go out, make him go out in a blaze of glory, not, oh, shot in the back, see ya, next scene, cut, next scene. Stupid. And also makes makes people hate Sentinel Prime, who was pretty cool prior to that. If, if those for you who aren't familiar, like, Sentinel Prime was the Prime before Optimus. Like, he trained, he's Optimus' mentor. He ends up going bad in this movie because he didn't think they could beat the Decepticons, so he he made a deal during the Battle of Cybertron to, like, screw everybody over. But you kill Ironhide. I, I just, I can't, I can't, it's just so dumb. It's so stupid. And then all the scenes with John Malkovich being Shia LaBeouf's boss, like, fuck you. Who was that for? Who was that for? Why, why do we want to see John Malkovich make these weird, I'm John Malkovich, Mr. Witwicky, uh, comments? Like, why do we have to have, like, 45 minutes in the movie of Shia LaBeouf at work? Like, wh- what? It's like, oh, this is blockbuster action movie. We put a lot of money into it, and we're going to blow people's time and budget, because we really want to see how Shia LaBeouf's doing at work. Because in a Transformers movie, I, that's what I want. I want to see the humans at work. That That's the most exciting part of that movie. As I want to see Shia LaBeouf really giving it to those corporate overlords. Like, yet again, another stupid decision. It's like, wow, this is the third installment of these movies that are making billions of dollars. I don't think people have seen enough of Shia LaBeouf at the office. Let's do that. All right, guys, call it a day. Decision made. Like, it's stupid. If you're going to show him at work, give it like a three second, like, oh, I got to go to work. Not, oh, let's show him in the office making copies and parking and blah, blah, this and John Malkovich. Like, it's stupid. And why did you hire John Malkovich to be in an action movie? You know, you might as well hire Lou Reed to sing opera. Like, come on. Stupid. But anyway, during this movie, they end up reviving. Megatron got messed up pretty good. Pretty good. So he's pretty fucked up the whole movie. He's got half his head blown off. Uh, he's kind of just in the background causing chaos, being a rascal. So the whole fight, the, the whole plot is Sentinel Prime is trying to pull Cybertron into Earth's orbit. 
so they can, you know, ab- absorb the planet and terraform it and pretty much make Earth the new Cybertron. And Optimus doesn't want that. Nobody wants that, except for the Decepticons and some human familiars that are working with them. Um, if you don't know what a familiar is, it's a person who, a human who isn't a vampire who wants to be a vampire, so works for vampires, so they'll, the reward will be that they'll bite him and turn him into one. But in this case, they're familiars working with robots. So, the term still applies, it's just not as accurate. But they're familiars. And so, you know, the battle's pretty sweet. I forget the Decepticon's name, but he's taking the building down in Chicago, and it's awesome. But then they decide to do this really stupid thing again. It's like they really like doing dumb things. So Optimus Prime, who was just like everyone's favorite character and the most powerful Transformer there is and most famous and beloved. So during this last scene, they decide that we're going to have Optimus get powered up and be on his way to the battle. And then he gets stuck in some scaffolding. He gets he gets stuck in some scaffolding and some in some tent, like a tent for the, for most of the end battle. So the other, like, so we're So we're writing this movie. All right. So I'm in the creative room and we're going to say, okay, so Optimus, keep in mind, he's a, what, four ton fucking robot. He's going to get stuck in some scaffolding and some, uh, tarps for about 20 minutes of the movie. Cause that's what people want to see is the main character fumbling around with a tarp. Like, ugh. God, man, it's just like, why do decisions like that get made? And some guys living it up large, millions of dollars to have Optimus stuck in a tarp. It's so stupid. But he eventually, you know, untangles himself from the tarp that's holding the four-ton robot back. Because that's how stuff works. He eventually shows up and, you know, he kills Sentinel Prime. Stops the invasion of Earth from Cybertron absorbing it and ends up killing Megatron. The end of the trilogy. So, the dumb decision, this is the worst of the five movies, by the way, by far. It's not even close. So you don't have Megan Fox at all. So you give Shia LaBeouf some stupid new girlfriend who's not even pretty. I'm ugly as fuck, but this, this girl's pretty. Not pretty at all. She's She's horrendous. And so you don't have Megan Fox. You show Shia LaBeouf working for 45 minutes. You got John Malkovich in this movie, like, go to hell. And then you have Optimus get stuck on the way to the battle. Like, you might as well have had him run out of gas or something. Like, that's that's how silly it is. And somehow Bumblebee, well, I don't know why they decided to make Bumblebee, like, so powerful. And Bumblebee's fine. He's fine. It's just, well, I don't know why they decided to make him so powerful. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Might have something to do with the Japanese movie market. Just saying. But, yeah. So the trilogy, the original three movies end. You know, Sentinel Prime is vanquished. He's dead. He's gone. Megatron's, you know, it's just his head remains. So Optimus messed him up pretty good like he should. And we get a Linkin Park song to end the movie with. And the trilogy ends that way. And then, you know, it's... The first two movies are fine. The third one is just a shitstorm of just bad decisions and... It really doesn't think like any. I really don't feel like anybody paid attention to what they were doing in that movie. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, and then killing Iron Eyes. That's like five horrible decisions in this movie. That still made a gazillion dollars because of course it will. So that's that's the first three. Which I mean, 
I'll give one and two. Four's, I'll give one four out of five, two, three and a half out of five, and three, one out of five. Just because, I'll give it two, just because the Optimus fight scene, once he eventually untangles himself from the blanket, um, is, is pretty great. And so now we get into number four. Um, the beginning of this, the plot in this movie, I wish was a little bit different. The character of Lockdown, who's the mercenary hunting the Autobots, is pretty sweet. He's, he's awesome. That was a really good choice. He's pretty fucking cool. Um, I really don't think they should have had Mark Wahlberg be the new star of this movie. I know Shia LaBeouf was kind of not wanting to do it because they screwed over Megan Fox, but they should have just said, hey, man, like, here's a lot of money. She's not even your girlfriend. Like, just do the movies. So I, I really would have liked to have seen Shia LaBeouf's character still in this movie. And Mark Wahlberg does fine as the new character, Cade Yeager or whatever the hell his name is. It's Cade Yeager. He does fine, but it's like it's Marky Mark. You know what I mean? Because for Marky Mark, just like a lot of actors that are in a lot of good hit movies, they're eventually just playing themselves. Like Mark Wahlberg, probably for the last five or six years of his career so far, he's is basically now he just plays Mark Wahlberg. Kind of like how Ryan Reynolds, he, Ryan Reynolds is just playing Ryan Reynolds. Seth Rogen just plays Seth Rogen in these movies. Like these people get to a certain level. All celebrities do. It's just it's inevitable. When you're in so many movies and you do so many things, like, you go see a Will Smith movie, you're watching Will Smith be Will Smith. No matter who the character is, like, it's Will Smith. So it's just, it's just how it is. So Mark, Mark Wahlberg, he is essentially at this point in his career, he's just playing Mark Wahlberg. That's, that's what it is. And he's fine. Uh, the story's pretty cool. I'd really like to kill T.J. Miller because I think he sucks. Um, he's just not a funny actor and he's, his characters always suck. Wasn't really that great in Deadpool either. I know people thought he was funny, but he wasn't. Plus, he beats up cab drivers and flashes his privates to people. So that's why you haven't seen him on anything in a long time. I do like Goreburger, though. That, that, I do like that show. But uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the fourth one. So Lockdown's sweet. Um, the, the whole plot is you, you get to see way, way back in time um, some Transformer ships dropping seeds over the Earth to kind of terraform it. And then they use that to explain the death of the dinosaurs, um, which is it didn't really go that route, but it's it's fine. Kind of sets up the fact that you know Cybertron had their eyes on Earth for a long time, yada yada yada, whatever. But anyway, lockdowns hunting everybody down. The Transformers are no longer like in good grace with the humans because it's five years after you know the last one in Chicago got completely leveled and destroyed. So the humans don't really like the Autobots anymore. Um, so they're kind of in hiding. Lockdown's helping them track them down. I'm not really sure why the humans are going along with Lockdown. Um, but he's a cool character, and the movie's pretty sweet. Um, you get to go on a ship and see all these weird, like, alien things that he collects for the creators, which you'll see in the next movie. But four is pretty good for the most part. Uh, you finally get to see Grimlock, the Tyrannosaurus Rex Transformers. So that's pretty sweet. He's really powerful and cool. So it, the fourth one... I mean, it has some plot holes. It has some parts that are kind of stupid, but you can say that about just every movie, except for Biodome. Biodome is perfection. But so the fourth one's pretty cool. I don't really have too much of a problem with that. I would like the story to lead a little bit more toward a different story than we got in five, but for the most part, it's fine. Four is fine. It's not as bad as three. Three is just god awful. Uh, but four is fine. Four ends with you know Optimus defeats. Megatron, Galvatron, who was the recreated part of Megatron, 
Um, which that, that part of the story is pretty cool too. Um, the military was using Megatron's head from the last movie to create their own transformers and Megatron kind of subverts the whole program and takes control of everybody. And it's pretty much back in charge again, but it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So Galvatron, Megatron, he gets destroyed or he loses. He doesn't get destroyed. I'm sorry. He loses, goes into hiding. Uh, after lockdown told Optimus that the creators, uh, Quintessa, in the real Transformer stories, they're called Quintessence. Uh, but in the movie version, it's just one lady creator named Quintessa. So, I mean, it's whatever. It's fine. But Lockdown tells Optimus, like, she's behind all this shit. She's coming to get you. Blah, blah, blah. So Optimus blasts off into space, tells the Autobots to protect Earth. Then he's going to go confront Quintessa before she has a chance to come to Earth and confront him. Nice reactive. Like to be re- reactive instead of proactive. Or no, you want to be proactive instead of reactive. So it was very proactive of him to go do that. So that's how four ends. And then we get now we get to Transformers Five, the last night, which is all the fight scenes are sweet. The plot, fucking garbage. So the plot is Optimus goes and confronts Quintessa, and she mind controls him, and turns him bad, and turns him into Nemesis, Nemesis Prime, which that part of it's pretty cool. But the fact that they're, they tried to say that King Arthur was a Transformer and Merlin, like, it, why do you, like, why? Why bring that shit into it? Like, it's just, Hellboy did the same thing. Like, the new Hellboy movie, which was pretty cool, but they made Hellboy be a descendant of King Arthur. Like, come on. A demon spawn from hell is a descendant of King Arthur. Like, leave King Arthur out of it, dude. Like, he's done. Dude's old news. So Merlin, I forget the exact point of it, but Merlin had something to do with creating creating the Transformers. It's, it's so convoluted and stupid. But the Nemesis Prime part is cool. Um, all the fight scenes are sweet. Anthony Hopkins has some a weird, ancient Transformer named Cogman who's like the size of a human, but more powerful than the other Transformers working for him, living with him, whatever. And Anthony Hopkins is like a direct descendant of King Arthur too. Like I don't know what the obsession with King Arthur is like in this decade of movie making. I, I don't I don't get it. But anyway, so what happens is Optimus Prime shows back up to Earth with Quintessa, and uh, he's Nemesis Prime now. So he ends up fighting the other Autobots. You know, they're pissed because their leader's bad. Blah 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 blah. Big fights, awesome fights by the way ensue, and he eventually gets knocked out of it and becomes Optimus Prime again and realizes, like, oh, shit, I, I messed up. And so they have to battle Quintessa. They get everything going. There's this huge, huge battle, and they, they defeat her, of course. And uh, as they should. I mean, they're the good guys. And so this movie ends with, you know, there's a cut scene, a post-credit scene of where they, they tease Unicron, which is a really cool story in Transformers if you don't know what it is. Unicron's like Transformer who's like the size of a fucking planet and he's really cool. And they really should have used that. They really should have they canceled making the sixth one that would have been about Unicron, but they really should have made it still. They still might, but as of now it's canceled. But they really should have hopped on that because they set it up perfectly in that movie to have the Unicron storyline, which would have been great. So I really hope in the future that they do make the sixth one with that. Which I'm sure they will. Um but yeah, so it was leading up to the Unicron storyline which they could do so many cool things with. It would kind of be like in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 
when I go to the planet in the planet, the whole planet's alive. Uh, Kurt Russell's whole planet's alive, the ego planet. They could have done something really cool, like similar to that, um, where they're on Unicron, but they don't realize that he's living like a living planet. And it, they could have done a lot of cool stuff with it. So I hope they really do um, do that still down the road here, which I'm sure they will. All the Transformers movies make billions of dollars. I'm sure they, they will. In the Bumblebee movie, which I said I'm not going to talk about, I'm just going to say it was pretty good, but it's just it's going to end up being in a different timeline because they have to do it that way, the way they set it up. So that's why I'm not including it in this in this episode, like actually diving into it. But it was it wasn't that bad. There was a lot of cool stuff. But yeah, five you know five's good too. The fight scenes are great. And like I said, the story with King Arthur is just I don't even know how to describe it. It's beyond pointless. But it's pretty cool. The fight scenes are great. Optimus is great again. And uh, the movie ends with them teasing Unicron, and then they haven't made it. So I really hope that they do. Um, but, you know, outside of three, I think the movies are basically, they're entertaining. Like, you don't go to Transformers movies to be, like, inspired. So I hate when people say, like, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't artsy enough. It's like, dude, it's, it's a movie based off toys. Like, shut up. So, but it's, it's pretty good. So if I were to rank them, I would probably do, uh, the first one would be, would be the, the best. Four would probably be the second best. Two and five would probably be tied for third. Maybe give two a little bit of a boost over five, but not much. And three is just, oh, three is just so dumb. And it had such a great name, title, and trailer. Like, the trailer for three was awesome. They just mangled it. Mangled it. They mangled it. They, they messed it up, as they tend to do. And who knows? Maybe it's just it was the third movie. Michael Bay might have just been tired of doing it. I know he was making Pain and Gain at that time, which is a great movie if you haven't seen it. Uh, Pain and Gain, it's The Rock and Mark Wahlberg. It's great. But yeah, go see it. It's, or rent it or stream it or Hulu it or whatever. It's Pain and Gain. It's a good movie. So I know he was doing that at the same time. So maybe he was just burned out on it. And, you know, there might have been... Might even recall reading an article where they had to like pay him extra money to do the third one. So maybe he just wasn't into it. And, but the third one just sucks. The fight scenes are cool and everything, but if you're gonna, don't waste your time watching it. Just YouTube the fight scenes. You know, that's what I mean. YouTube's probably the greatest thing ever invented. But that's why my suggestion would just be, you know, YouTube Dark of the Moon fight scenes. You know, you don't have to watch the movie unless you really want to see. Shia LaBeouf working for 45 minutes. Then, then you might want to, you might want to watch the whole movie. But, um, so yeah, I would say one's the best one. Four is the second best two and five are tied for third. And we'll put five at fourth just for, you know, integrity of the countdown and three's fifth, like three's garbage. It's horrible. And the only thing that I would do differently outside of the things I already talked about Maybe just have a you know a different roster, maybe introduce some different characters. And the one thing that does bug me about all these movies is every movie new Transformers will show up, and they never they don't introduce the names of them, which I think is stupid because unless you're a hardcore fan, you're not going to know. And they don't explain like where the new ones come from and where are the ones that left. Where did they go? You know that there should be some explanation to that. You maybe could have said like in you know send one of the dumb Transformers that people don't like, like Ratchet. She'd be like, hey, Ratchet, why don't you go find some more Autobots? Meh. 
and just have him leave and come back with more, you know, to have some kind of explanation of where did this guy go? Where do these new guys come from? And why are they in the next movie? They didn't die. So what, the world's in peril? They're just, like, hanging out? Come on. So, that, I mean, that's my take on Transformers. I, they're entertaining. Even I mean, even the third one sucks. Like, the fight scenes are fine. It's just the whole movie. You can't sit through the whole movie. It's impossible. I remember being, seeing it in the theater. It was just, like, gut-wrenching and being like, this is so stupid. I mean, but the dumbest movie I've ever seen in the theater was Dragon Ball Evolution. That... That, that is, they can't even talk about how bad that movie is. So yeah, so that's my take on the Transformers franchise. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, next episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to I'm going to present some movies that I would have liked that I would like to see made, and just you know have a little fun with that and have some fun with the what ifs and just kind of go over some movies that I'd like to see see them make or would have wished they would have made or things like that. Just like to have fun. One take it, have fun, talk. So podcast it's all about. It's, it's it should just be relaxed, talking, having a conversation. But thank you for listening. Like I said, you can always catch you can hit me up on Twitter on MothershipCon five at MothershipCon five, I apologize. Or come on Blogspot at MothershipConnection forty two blogspot.com. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I greatly appreciate you listening to it. I hope you continue to listen. Thank you. And uh Keep shaking your knees.